Survivor. It's 159. Hi everybody, I have a new song tonight. Welcome to the Arts Report for April 2nd, 2014. Tonight we'll be talking about arts from South Africa with arts reporter Adam Janitz, giving away tickets to the David Cronenberg Film Festival, briefing you on the Versus Festival of Words, and so much more. We also have an intern in the studio named Bowen, so we'll be chatting with him a bit too. Isn't that nice? That's Gustav Holst. Mercury, one of my favorite songs from the planets. Uh, sweet. So, yeah, the first song I played was DOA, Smash the State. Um, and that's because David Gregg died over the weekend. There's been a lot of stuff on social media. People are feeling very sad that he passed away. Um, he was the former guitarist for DOA and the Real Mackenzies. He died of a heart attack at 54 just suddenly collapsed at his parents' home. Um, it was a massive heart attack. So um, Joe Keithley, the singer of DOA, talked about how sad he was and reminiscing about their times on the road together. He only played with the band from 1980 to 1988. But one thing they said about him, um, the Real Mackenzies, his other band, said, Dave brought with him a great vibe, as he was a very unique character. We can honestly say it was truly a pleasure to travel the world many times over with him, and his presence in this world will be missed. So rest in peace, David Gregg. That's really sad and really too young to die of a heart attack. And it's interesting, I took actually CPR this week, my training, I've taken it before, but you have to recertify every few years. And it's actually pretty easy to do CPR, cardiopulmonary resuscitation. So someone collapses and you can't see that they're breathing. They may have had a heart attack. So your job is to do chest compressions to keep the blood pumping for them so they get oxygenated blood. If you're more skilled, you can give breaths and give them air and then pump that through chest compression. So there's actually lots of videos online. So just watch a few and you might be able to save the day on a plane or something um, if someone collapses with a heart attack. So let's talk to Bowen. Hello, everybody. There. Can you repeat that again? Now you're on. Hello, everybody. So you're here as an intern. Yeah, I'm here on work experience for the next three weeks. Excellent. What high school do you go to? Earl Marriott Secondary. Okay. It's out, yeah, it's out in White Rock, so... A little bit of commute every day, but it's well worth it. And what drew you to CITR? 
Um, really just, I'm interested in radio broadcasting as a future career. Um, yeah. So you like to talk? Yeah, I like to talk. Uh, I got a little bit on uh, Discorder yesterday with CJ and Wade, but um, definitely looking forward to possibly having my show next week. Yay! Filling in or, yeah. Good, so you're doing the training as well and just sitting in? Yeah, I just have to do production tomorrow and then I'll, I'm ready to go on air. What kind of music do you like? I'm really all over. Right now I'm pretty into indie music. I just did some hip-hop reviews, so I don't know. I go all over indie right now, though. Good. And do you have any, like, topical interests, like politics or entertainment, things like that? Yeah, I'm not too well-versed on politics, but sports is a big thing for me. Yeah. What kind of sports do you like? Um, I'm a big lacrosse player. Wow. So, yeah. Where not did... physically big, yeah. but I'm, I'm really into lacrosse. That's my sport. And so where did lacrosse originate? Canada. So it's a Canadian sport, and so it was the Aboriginal people that created it yep and what did they play with originally um wooden sticks i guess and then um just like leather nets but they actually it was actually like a war game to begin with throwing rocks at each other as a tribe versus tribe kind of thing and evolved into the sport we see nowadays excellent so you play on a team yeah, I play for the Burnaby Mountain Selects and also the Coquitlam Adanax. Oh, excellent. Yeah. So are there like world tournaments or like could you compete on an international level? Is it across the world or is it mainly big? Yeah, um, I'm surprised. There's like Team Hong Kong I saw. Um, there is the world games, of course, but you know, there's usually just Canada and the US that dominates the sport, but it's really cool to see the uh, spread of the sport coming across the world overseas. I, I, I don't know much about it, but I just have the impression, I don't know where I got this, that it's kind of dangerous. There's something dangerous about it. Yeah, it's it's pretty dangerous, especially getting to um, my age. It's uh, People think that, uh, you know, football and hockey are rough at the professional stages. Uh, I invite them to come out and see an intermediate lacrosse game. It's, it's, it's a good time. It's a little, it's a little violent, but... Um, Hey, if that's yeah. what you're into. <laughs> yeah, it, it is what I'm into, actually. But uh, no, is it like tackling or is it like getting hit in the face with a leather yeah, ball? Yeah, well, in um, box lacrosse, you can cross-check, right? Okay. So, um, yeah, there's no there's no tackling. But uh, if you imagine the uh, physical contact is a lot like hockey, mm -hmm. I guess, in that matter. But you can cross-check. can't slash. Um, you can slash on the hands, on the stick, but you can't just whack other people so just um yeah well like hockey i guess in that sense so i'm just panicking because i'm going to be phoning our arts reporter and i'm like where's his number so I'm, anyways i'm just that i'm just thinking out loud don't mind me so speaking of violence <laughs> um there's a couple plays i wanted to talk about um that drew my attention so we'll just leave your mic on and okay. if you want to chip in yeah. feel free bowen and it's great to have you in uh, on the show. This play is put on by uh, Langara College Acting Studio, Studio 58. They do a lot of really good work. It's supposed to be an excellent training program. And this play is called Innocence Lost. And it's a famous play uh, that's run in Canada, but it's, I think, the Western premiere. So it, it opened on March 20th and ends on April 6th. So you still have four days to see it. It's a play by Beverly Cooper, and it's a, about a real-life story, a character, Stephen Truscott. So the name's not that familiar, but in the summer of 1951, uh, 59, sorry, a sleepy town in rural Ontario was rocked by a tragedy that changed the community forever and sent shockwaves around the world. A 12-year-old girl named Lynn Harper was found raped and strangled to death, and days later, the 14-year-old Stephen Truscott was charged with her murder. After a two-week trial by jury, the boy was found guilty and sentenced to hang. So 14 years old, sentenced to death in Canada in 1959, making him the youngest person to sit on Canada's death row. So the play really sort of digs into all this and challenges us to consider issues of justice, uh, not only, you know, 50 years ago, but also today. And it was the finalist for the 2009 Governor General's Award for Fiction. Uh, in the end, he actually uh, was found innocent. And if I'm recalling correctly, he got like a $6.5 million settlement because he spent so long in jail. 
Um, and I guess, you know, DNA evidence is so good now, they didn't have it back then. So he was unjustly accused uh, and spent all that time in prison. And so I was looking at that and then it made me, then I came across this other article, which sort of reminded me of a similar issue. And that's the West Memphis Three. So this isn't so art related, but I guess I made a link between Stephen Trescott and this character, Damien Eccles, who's gotten quite a bit of attention from musicians and artists. So, oh, here he is, this article, Spellbound in Spirituality and Health Magazine. So the West Memphis Three were three teenagers that were tried and convicted in 1994 for the murders of three boys. And they were sentenced, uh, Damien Eccles was sentenced to death and two others were sentenced to life imprisonment. I'm not going to go on. <laughs> I'm just like, everything I talk about just comes back to like murder and mayhem in the end. Um, even though I'm supposed to be talking about arts. Anyways, uh, Damien Eccles spent about 20 years in prison, 10 of which he spent in solitary confinement. And then uh, it went through a lot of appeals. His, his death sentence was commuted to life in prison. And then new appeals and some new evidence came to light. And, and to make a long story short, he was released from prison. Um, yet he, and, and a lot of artists like Metallica, people like Natalie Maines from the Dixie Chicks and different art at Pearl Jam. Eccles co-wrote lyrics to a song, Army Reserve, on Pearl Jam's self-titled album. Uh, Mike, Michael Graves, formerly of the Misfits, has written music to coincide with Eccles' poetry. Then they co-released an album called Illusions. He's written poetry, nonfiction. Now he does workshops, spiritual workshops. Um, studies Western mysticism and people just flock to his workshops where he teaches them like breathing and energy work and so on. You know, and I was thinking like, and he's pretty hot, but I was thinking he's actually never said he didn't do it. Although he did write a book, which I haven't read. So maybe he said that he didn't do it. Um, so Stephen Trescott was definitely innocent, but I don't think any of the new evidence that came to light in the Damien Eccles trial, it, it didn't, it cast doubt on the conviction, but it, it certainly didn't exonerate him. But anyways, maybe I'm going to play a song and then I'm going to frantically hunt for Adam Janitz on the phone and he's going to tell us about a South African play, Mies Julie. So what was that Pearl Jam song that I wanted to play? Oh, is it wrong to play Pearl Jam? Is that indie? Pearl Jam? Bowen? It's uh, not really indie. Nah. Would it be better to play something by the Misfits? Yeah. Okay, let's see what we let's see what we can do here. Do you like punk rock? Yeah. It's okay. The Misfits Illusions. I don't know. Michael Graves. I don't know if I can find it. You know what? I'm going to I'm going to play Pearl Jam. If it's really bad, we'll just turn it off. What do you say? Sure. Army Reserve. Three minutes, 46 seconds. Here you go. You're listening to the Arts Report with Sarah Lapsley and Bowen. We'll be right back.
Ooh, Pearl Jam, Army Reserve. I don't know about that. Okay, let's see. Are you there, Adam? I sure am. Can you hear me? Yeah! All right, it works. (laughs) Yay, Adam, you rock. You got me this job on the Arts Report. Yes, and congrats. Uh, You're doing a great job. Oh, thank you. And you were so gracious to go out and see Miss Julie. Um, And I was excited. I thought about going myself, but then you went and I'm really glad that you decided to go. What made you interested in it? Well, Miss Julie is a is a very famous um, play in general. It was um, written by August Strindberg in 1888 and has been done, you know, a million times. It's it's kind of in the same category of, of you know Shakespeare in the sense that it's something that uh, all theater companies at some point aim to do, you know, to kind of um, to to show off their version of it. And um, so it's a very famous play, but but this one's a really interesting production and. And it's really been surprising people as it's toured um, pretty much all over the world since it started in, in South Africa. So I was very excited to, to see what all the fuss is about. But I'll be honest, I, I didn't do a lot of research about this production until after I saw it to kind of, you know, not taint uh, my experience, you know. And so and and so what was like, what was your experience, I guess? Well, I was really blown away and and you know sometimes there's a lot of hype about something and then you see it and you're disappointed and and there was no hype for me in the beginning but I was still blown away um first of all it was extremely polished uh and that really struck out at me um from from start to finish in terms of the acting the staging, um, the 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 way it was adapted from uh, an old piece of theater to be modern and relevant, in every sense, it was very sharp um, and polished, and that and that kept coming uh, coming up for me, and um, and the and the performances especially, like the the two um, the two main actors uh, who play Julie and John, and their names uh, I hope I get them right are Hilda. Cronier and Bongile Mansai. And so just a bit of background. In the original, it's about uh, a servant um, and the daughter of the owner of, a, of an estate in Sweden. And they have a, a very sort of fast, uh, fastly brewed love affair. And the whole thing is about uh, class and gender roles. And so this version stays faithful to, to those issues, but they also add the issue of uh, race and apartheid and specifically land rights, um, and there's even issues of, of rape that come up and, and sexuality, and and so it's um, so it, it it does take um, it, it does add a lot to it. But um, the the two actors, as I said, um, are just so again polished. They they not only know their stuff, but in terms of their relationship, they they really um, you can tell they they trust each other a lot, and they know their material a lot. So as a viewer, you can just sit back and just let the roller coaster happen in front of you, you know? It says here, a deadly battle unfolds over power, sexuality, memory, mothers, and land. Yeah, and, and you know, they, they do, I don't want to say beat you over the head with, but they, they do make it clear that this is about Africa in the 21st century. So it's a sort of post-apartheid landscape where, um, you know, blacks and whites are meant to be in this, you know, great harmony. But of course, that's that's not the case, and things get uh, complicated, and that's told through the characters. But you know what? One thing that I never felt, um, they, I, I thought they did a very good job of not making. You know how sometimes political movies or plays can seem like the people are just sort of vehicles for for politics, and mm-hmm. then you end up kind of walking away feeling like, well. The, they, they didn't seem like real people. They just seemed like an excuse to to make a political point, and and that never happened with this show. So, so that was a relief, I guess. <laughs> so it was like very human, sort of those larger issues played out through these human interactions with people. Yes, and uh, uh, the director of this show, her name is Yael Farber, and again, I got to hand it to her for making it a very, very human and very uh, visceral. Like, for example, there is uh, both sex and violence in the show. And and it's certainly, like, if I can just say an aside, like, the sex is very um, explicit. Like, obviously, they don't have sex on stage, but they do a very, very effective job of... <laughs> 
uh, <laughs> making it look like they actually are making love on stage. And oh, I, I've and, got to phone for t- more tickets. Sorry, I've got to phone them for more tickets. <laughs> yeah, I do. It's it is a it is a steamy uh, show, and and same with the violence aspect. There is there is uh, blood on stage. Obviously, not real blood, but um, but they use that very effectively. You know, and and the metaphors that that brings out but um you know the the blood literally flows um on the stage at several key moments and uh, there's also dancing on the stage and and also they're they're very physical one thing i'll i'll um i'll give you an example of is is they they're so comfortable on the set that you know that there's not very much on there first of all there, there's a there's a kitchen table uh a couple of chairs there's a stove to represent that it is a kitchen and and just a lot of playing space but they're able, they kind of leap and jump off of the, the little pieces of, of uh, staging. And it reminded me of, uh, you know, parkour, you know, the, the French, um, well, it started in France, you know, where they, they jump off buildings and... They sidewalks. leap up the sides of things and... Yeah, and they kind of, they kind of ricochet off of things. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I saw them do that several times where they, where, um, what's her name, Julie, played by Hilda Cronier, she, she would kind of jump off the chair and sort of turn backwards and and land her back on the tabletop and just so seamlessly without even without even you know wasting a step um yeah it's so so again like very polished very polished show and you said you did a bit of research after is there anything you found that you haven't already spoken to um well let's see i mean what i found um well, I saw it with a friend of mine who is uh, is from South Africa, so it was nice having her there to fill me in because they they do use um, some they, they sort of pepper uh, their dialogue with uh, Afrikaans and also Kosa, which is the the native African language, and so it was nice to to get her to to give me a few uh, heads up on what you know what they were saying or what is, it sounded like swearing. What does this word mean? <laughs> you know, and mm-hmm. get that. Um, but uh, I guess the, what the research that I did was mainly just the, the critical acclaim, and 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 knowing that it's warranted, I would I would definitely recommend it to anybody because the, when the lights went up at the end and you know the, the standing ovation commenced, like it was clear to me that you know it, it's a real powerhouse show, and and you could really I can really picture it being you know on Broadway or made into a movie someday or something like that. So to have it playing at the, the humble little cult in Vancouver is seems like such an amazing opportunity. And so I would really recommend for anybody to, to see it. I mean, tickets range, they're what, from $29 to $62. Um, so they range from pretty decently affordable to maybe a little bit more expensive than you'd, you'd pay to see a movie. But again, like to see live theater at its best is, it's, it's definitely worth it. Wow. It, it says here, I like the warning, um, a smoke machine is used in this production. Yeah, a lot of shows these days have have these uh, smoke machines. And to be honest, uh, I don't personally like it because it, it makes it hard to breathe. Yeah, <laughs> it does. <laughs> and I don't know. And then sometimes you can hear them in the background, like chugging along and making the smoke. But I mean, it does speak to the the world that they try to create. And, and I think pretty effectively in, in terms of, you know, the, there's a very minimalist stage, but there's, um, you know, they, they painted the floor to make it look like... Um, like uh, tiles, and um, and it's quite dark, but they use all of the playing space. So they they took the the curtains back at the uh, you know along the back wall, and just had the back wall and 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 used it. And there were there was a few key scenes where they they sort of um, roll along the back wall to represent a dance uh, club. And and so they use all of their space, and and yes, it's kind of smoky, and oh, and and also there's uh, there's some musicians on the sides of the stage, of the side of the stage, and uh, it does lend a lot of great atmosphere because they're they're playing. Um, there's one uh, there's like a percussion instrument. I'm assuming is is you know native to the area that they've got on stage, and 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 so they've got the music sort of uh, playing in throughout in a very subtle way to build the drama but but it also creates the mood and 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 a sense of of south africa so so they, even though it's a bit smoky um the atmosphere created was definitely top notch excellent well i'm so glad you had fun is there anything else you're going to be seeing in the next while um 
I've got my my eye on. Um, let me try to think. Uh, there's a show coming up not too long from now called um, Mrs. Warren's Profession. Oh if yeah, I have right. I don't yeah, know if you've heard of it. Yeah, I just got some emails about it. Yeah, well, I would love to see that one, Sarah. <laughs> okay, I'm going to email you for tickets. I've got it right here. And actually, they have an interactive website, Mrs. Warren's. Uh, profession live at the rickshaw theater april 22nd to 27th um and yeah it does look really good and the website is fantastic i don't know if you have the address to give to people um yeah so the play it seems to be about the play's themes do you know anything about it actually the play to be honest not not a lot i just um i know uh, no, not a whole lot, to be honest. <laughs> I just I just uh, had a look at it today, but I would really uh, point people to the website because it's really interactive and um, and quite cool as far as play websites in Vancouver go. Oh, well, I think it's, yeah, uh, I think it has something to do with the sex trade and so on, and they've made this uh, interactive documentary website that um, provides a modern context for the play's themes in relation to the Vancouver's downtown east side and the history of the sex trade. So it uh, actually might be, is it by George Bernard Shaw? You know what, I'm might just going to click um, on this. I know that the link. website is mrswarrens.ca. So yeah. M-R-S-W-A-R-R-E-N-S.ca. That's right. It's just coming up now. Well, that's great. Yes, you can go and report back. <laughs> so there's that. But I guess just to wrap up with this one, if people are interested um, in getting more information, uh, it, they can get tickets from theculch.com. And it's playing right now um, between April 1st and 5th, and then from the 9th to the 12th, and then again from the 15th until the 19th of April. And I think there's some matinees uh, sprinkled in there. So people should check out theculch.com. Yay, excellent. Thank you so much You're for coming welcome. on. And, and so we'll follow up with the Mrs. Warren's thing and have you on to tell us about that. That's coming up later in the month. That sounds great. Well, thanks Thanks for letting me uh, review this one, and, and uh, have a good good show. Yes, thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon. That's Adam right. Janitz. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We're back, or we never went anywhere. It's, <laughs> it's one of those days. Um, that was Adam talking about Miss Julie, the South African play, and it's actually part of the South African Film Festival that's happening at the Gold Core Center for the Arts. That's on April 5th to 6th. Um, so Miss Julie is one of the events. It's uh, proud to present features and documentaries that explore the culture, history, and politics of South Africa with its diverse population, rich tradition of struggle for democracy and equity, and complex political and economic reality. So some of the plays are documentaries. Some of them are kind of you know, dramas. I love South Africa. I know a few people from South Africa and one of my UBC professors just came back from a five-week trip and the photos were amazing. Uh, all these wonderful uh, animals, like she was like typing, sending emails in her cottage and like monkeys run in. And so uh, I really want to go there someday. One of the most talked about and controversial South African films of 2013 is playing as part of the South African Film Festival. It's called Of Good Report. It's, it was initially refused permission by government censors to screen at the Durban International Film Festival. An illicit affair between an introverted high school teacher and his pupil spirals out of control. Sorry, Bowen. <laughs> You're not an... In- no, introverted high school teacher and his pupil spirals out of control in this classic film noir. The teacher comes of good report with a glowing recommendation from his previous employer, but he is in reality a brutal psychopath whose horrible crimes are graphically explored. Yay. Well, it's good to watch, or difficult to watch, of good report challenges viewers to confront some of the most depressing realities of contemporary South African life. It's not recommended for minors because it's got um, some extreme violence. So, yeah, definitely check out the South African Film Festival that's coming up April 4th to 6th. They've got a good website, www.vsaff.org. Tons of good films. So let's go to some public service announcements, and then we'll be back. I have quite a few more events to tell you about happening around Vancouver. See you in a minute.
Special guest Blouse are coming to the Biltmore Cabaret on tour to support their latest release, Too True. Advanced tickets are available at Red Cat, High Life, and Zulu Records or online at ticketweb.ca. For more information, check out timberconcerts.com. The fourth annual Versus Festival of Words explores writers of all walks of life, including poets, storytellers, comedians, and singer-songwriters. With 34 all-ages events, there is something for everyone, including the Canadian Individual Poetry Slam. Over 40 slam poets from across the country will battle it out to represent English Canada at the World Cup of Poetry in Paris. The festival comes to Vancouver April 5th to 12th, and more information can be found at versusfestival.ca. Hi, just kind of a phantom thing happened there. That's cool. I want to talk about a very excellent event coming up, and I am personally going to go to this event. It's at the Vancouver Art Gallery, and the title of it is called Hey Hey Mama Said the Way You Move Gonna Make You Sweat, Gonna Make You Groove. The Music Appreciation Society presents Led Zeppelin. So what is happening it's at the Vancouver Art Gallery, Tuesday, April 8th. And the, the Music Appreciation Society is a, a, like a fake secret society. And they often have panels of artists and intellectuals talking about popular music. And so at this event, Mafonway McLeod, who has a really huge retrospective at the Vancouver... No, not a retrospective, a current show at the Vancouver Art Gallery, is one of the main panel speakers. And also Gene Smith from Mecca Normal. Uh, Phil Smith, who's sort of a Vancouver school guy, they're having a panel discussion talking about Led Zeppelin and how cool Led Zeppelin are. Do you like Led Zeppelin? Yeah, I have. Um, I'm not too much of an intimate listener, but I know they've been on the radio a couple of times Yeah, before. they're like classic, right? Yeah, a little, a little bit behind myself yeah um i've heard them you'll you'll kind of what i found is i didn't really get into them in high school i was like maybe my very last year of high school that i met some friends that were into led zeppelin okay and then i got totally into it and i actually had just moved here from ontario i was 18 and i discovered these friends and they were really into bc pot and Led Zeppelin. So it was just kind of an explosive combination. And I just spent a lot of time watching The Song Remains the Same, which is this sort of fantasy live film, like a, a live footage of Led Zeppelin. And then these kind of fantasy scenes where they like run around in fields and ride horses and stuff. And uh, so, yeah, that's why I love Led Zeppelin. So we've got a great panel of superstar Vancouver artists, Mafonway, McLeod, Kevin Schmidt. I'm not sure who he is phil smith and gene smith followed by a musical performance by kid zeppelin and uh, this kills me an ad hoc led zeppelin tribute band comprised of young teens like 13 14 year old teens that are good enough to play led zeppelin and i think at least one of those teens is the child of one of the pointed sticks so it's going to be good. Uh, Kid Zeppelin is Jacqueline on vocals, Miles on guitar, Ayla on bass, and Gina on drums. So I can't wait. That's so cool to me. Tuesday, April 8th. I wonder what they're going to say about Led Zeppelin. So it's like, do you know any of the members, Bowen, of Led Zeppelin? No, I can't say I do. Uh, okay, so, well, John Bonham was the drummer. Okay. And he was like a super drummer. 
that died of, I don't know, substance abuse, overdose kind of thing. So he died early on. I don't know if the band continued on. Actually, I don't know that much about Led Zeppelin. Uh, Bass player John Paul Jones. He was really fantastic. Robert Plant's the singer, so he's got this big, poofy hair, really showy, kind of hammy, but great voice. And Jimmy Page was the guitarist, so he was like this, he was like up there with the best guitarists in the world, just his own style. He was into occultism, and he had these wizard, you know, they'd call him the wizard. He had these wizard pants with planets on them. So, yeah. They're just classic, and I mean... I can't wait to see what the artists of Vancouver have to say about them. Led Zeppelin. What was I going to play? Ooh, this one. We're going to play Led Zeppelin. It was, it's probably a hit. Um, but but I am allowed to play a few hits. So here we go. Led Zeppelin. Ramble on. The Vancouver Art Gallery Music Appreciation Society. April 8th, next Tuesday. We'll be right back.
Do you want to support female-identified musicians in Vancouver? Love the idea of empowering female youth through music creation and performance? Then join Girls Rock Camp for their second annual Cover Me fundraiser. Ten local female artists will cover their favorite female musicians at the Russian Hall on April 5th. All ages are welcome, and all proceeds will help low-income kids attend Girls Rock Camp. For more information, visit girlsrockcampvancouver.ca. At Dunkin' Donuts, each and every radio show is brewed fresh and served fresh at the peak of its flavor. If you're a tough customer, only the taste of this radio show will do. So go ahead, let Dunkin' Donuts make your radio experience exquisite. Indeed. <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts, serving sweet treats from the pop underground. Thursdays, noon to one. We're back on CITR 101.9 FM. You're listening to the Arts Report every Wednesday between 5 and 6 p.m. Check us out on Facebook as well as Twitter, CITR underscore Arts Report. We often give away tickets. Yes, we do. So it's if you follow us only for that reason, that's good because there's so many arts events in Vancouver. And one thing I'm really excited about is the David Cronenberg Film Festival at the Pacific Cinematheque. So it's sort of going on all month uh, through the 3rd of April, basically to the 30th of April. Um, So I don't know David Cronenberg that well. He's a Canadian-born director from Toronto. Now in his fifth decade of filmmaking, he continues to impress with each new movie. And I think that's true. Cronenberg has been, quote, film for film, the most audacious and challenging narrative director in the English-speaking world. That's kind of a big claim, but may be true. Uh, someone else says, grindhouse trash by an intellectual. So his sort of thing is, is visceral cinema, so the body and body horror. He actually studied biology or something in college, so he loves, like, mutilated flesh and diseased flesh, body modification and mutation by science and technology or by disease and decay, sexual transgression and sexual dread. For me, Cronenberg has said, the body is the first fact of human existence. Um, And I laugh because I was reading up a bit about him today and he wrote a like an autobiography and he called it Cronenberg on Cronenberg, which I think is like such the most pretentious title. Um, But it made me laugh. Like if I wrote that, it'd be like Lapsley on Lapsley. That that would be cool. I think I might do that. But um, Bowen, have you? Do you like horror movies? Yeah, I do. Um, what did I watch recently? Um, oh, on Netflix. So you know, there's a bunch out there. I watched v- VHS too. If you're into, you know, kind of unique horror film, there's a uh, five di- five different stories, I guess, that don't really tie into each other, but. It's really weird. There's like um like a cult one about um some distant cult, and I don't want to ruin it, but it's pretty gory. Um, there's like an alien abduction one. Yeah, it's it's all over the place. So horror is definitely something I like to watch. Not by myself. I'll have to <laughs> I'll have to admit that. But you know, late night with friends on the weekend. Why not? Yeah, I, I kind of I like psychological thrillers, but the horror kind of it's too much. Like jumping, things leaping out, bloody, gory things. Uh, which is kind of why I haven't like watched too many of Cronenberg's film, but I have seen a few, and I really have liked the ones that I've seen. So, um, you know, I, I kind of like don't like new things. Once I like something, I, I kind of stick with it. One that I saw that's playing later in the month is Dead Ringers. It's about two twin, identical twin brothers, and they're both gynecologists. And it sort of comes out that, and they switch identities, like, to kind of suit them. And they, it's very bizarre and kind of theatrical. They wear these long gowns, and they have these weird instruments that they use on women that are, like, like steel bones. And it's very bizarre, but really good. Jeremy Irons is obviously, like, an Academy, I think, award-winning or British, you know, Superstar British actor. Existence is good. That's from 1999. I think Don McKellar was in it. Kind of like a virtual reality adventure set in the near future where video gamers have bioports surgically implanted in their spinal columns in order to plug themselves directly into organic gaming pods. 
it's kind of not I don't know if we do that yet but we might soon one other one I saw is Eastern Promises have you seen that one no, I, I highly recommend it. Like it's sort of a gangster film. Okay. Um, it it takes place. It where does it take place in London? And they're Russian mobsters, uh, and it's sort of a like a thriller. And um, so uh, Vigo Mortensen plays the main character, and there's he has it's just it's just really good, and includes one of the most electrifying fight scenes in modern movie history. Um, Spider is another one kind of about a guy who lives with schizophrenia played by Ray Fiennes and he's an excellent actor so there's just so many Naked Lunch, Cosmopolis Crash A History of Violence is another one with Viggo Mortensen Scanners, Rabid was one of his first films starring porn star Marilyn Chambers there's just endless and I'm giving them away tickets so you should just check out the Cinematech website um, and the films start Thursday, April 3rd that's the opening night, I think, Videodrome. Uh, actually, that was made in, in 1983 with James Woods. So do check it out and keep an eye on our Facebook page and our Twitter because that's where I'll be giving away the David Cronenberg tickets. I have another event to tell you about. This is my friend, Jillian Zillian, a very beautiful artist and talented artist. It's called The event is called Dot .gif. Do you know what a GIF is? Yes, I do. See, I just I just learned today what it is um, because of this event. So what is it in your mind? Um, it's basically like moving pictures, like a really short, repeated, like an action. Like, um, I don't know, for example, somebody punching somebody, but then I'll go back and I'll show that again. It's basically like if you've ever drawn pictures in a flip book and flipped through it really fast, mm-hmm. it's like that. It's not totally fluid video it's fast pictures put together and yeah yeah like i've seen them and they're kind of like it's like a instead of a still photo it's this thing that's already playing yeah i don't like it i find them intrusive because it's like if i want to play it i would like to have that choice to play it instead it's a a living thing that's on there and you can't stop it can you no and and sometimes it's hard because you can be waiting for like i don't know a couple seconds nothing will happen then it just goes and I don't know it's kind of it's hit and miss sometimes some yeah. are some are really interesting um I've seen ones that when they loop continuously and you can't even tell that it's um like a little clip it just right. you see like smoke rising but it seems like it's right. continuously rising yeah but it's, it's not it's a two or three wow. second so yeah so, so it's they, like the wave of the future yeah it could be it's a it's hit or miss like I said so it could be really cool or it could be well you might want to check out this event it's an art event called GIF. It's uh, Friday and it goes from 9.30 p.m. to 2.30 a.m. It's going to be like very cool event. Lots of partying at the Franklin Street Studios, 622 Franklin Street. And here's what she says. It's only five bucks. Plus there'll be booze. Well, maybe. I don't know. Um, GIF stands for Graphics Interchange Format. They're image files that are compressed to reduce transfer time. Oh, the proper pronunciation of the anacronym is a soft G. So it should be said GIF. GIF. Well, don't. I look there's, stupid there's, now for calling it GIF. There's quite the um, battle, I guess. Um, the uh, I'm not too sure if you're familiar, but the person who created them says it's supposed to be pronounced with a soft G, like GIF, but I prefer GIF. GIF. It's it more fun. Sense. G-I-F. Yeah, GIF. I think it's just more fun to say. Yeah. Kind of sounds like goof you know people don't like that <laughs> when you say that whatever you want to say what it's i want to say tomato yeah thank you that's very good so here's a little more about it there's artists so i guess they've made gifs uh david pope anus joplin jillian cole china horvin b stinger eric rezepka jacob gradowski kat spencer matthew uden um, Chavi Alvarez. So it's a showcase of GIF artists and musical accompaniment by DJ Anus Joplin. That's good. Uh, Les Chaussettes, probably a band. Struck a Nerve, The Pretties, Industrial Priest Overcoats, and Mosfet. She says the GIFs will be projected, alcoholic beverages provided, curated by her. I think it's Jillian Cole. Um, so definitely come by and say hello and party um, at, with with GIFs. 
Cool Bands, April 4th, Friday, 9.30 p.m. to 2.30 a.m. 1622 Franklin Street. That's in East Van. Okay. I think I wanted to kind of do a review of sorts by, about Helen Lawrence. So I all I can say is if you go see anything this year, go see Helen Lawrence. Um, it's a stunning production created by Stan Douglas. So Stan Douglas is a very famous Vancouver artist, part of the Vancouver School, in collaboration with the Digital Studio of the National Film Board of Canada. The right, So he did kind of the, the story and the conceptualization and the uh, screenwriter, script writer is Chris Haddock. And he was, he did a lot, he's, well-known. He did a lot of Da Vinci's Inquest type of things and other TV shows um, and plays for stage and screen. So it's it's unlike anything you've ever seen before. I don't know if anybody's ever done this before. It's like, it's it's film noir, and I didn't really know what that is. But do you know what it is? Yeah. Um, I guess darker, I guess. You know, noir is black in yeah. English, so... A little bit of darker, I guess, portrayal. Yeah, like I kind of had a sense, but I didn't really know. But I think it's like set in the 40s, okay. usually, right? Set in the 40s or 50s. It's black and white. And it's very like detectives and people kind of drinking scotch and people are kind of gritty. And do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what it is. It's set in Vancouver, 1948 Vancouver. So that was really great. Like, it's set and kind of in an alley in Chinatown, 1948, and also in the Hotel Vancouver, which actually used to be a veterans hospital in the Second World War. After the Second World War, poor and injured veterans could live in sort of a hostel or receive care, I guess. Um, so that was interesting. It had that historical piece to it. But what they did, I can't even describe it. So the actors were on stage acting, but they had just, minimal to no props but you didn't even you could see them vaguely but they were there was a crew of film camera people across the stage and they were filming the actors in real time and then projecting them onto this sort of overlay so you could see the actors like say two of them were talking you could sort of see them but they their actual faces and images were being projected into like a film so they were it was kind of a play and a film at the same time so they they'd just be talking on a blank stage but then they their images would be projected into like an alley or into the hotel room um and it was absolutely brilliantly artfully done so it was more like watching a film yet it had the kind of immediacy and intensity of theater acting and they were super they had a cast of superstar actors um and Stan Douglas, who's primarily a visual conceptual artist, does uh, he does a lot of kind of films, with looping films with dialogue and stuff. And and what I've noticed in the few that I've seen is he can present like a small clip of dialogue, and even though there's no context and it, it the storyline doesn't go anywhere, he writes it in such a way that it's so engaging and emotionally intense and suspenseful that you're totally captivated by like a looping few minute clip. So I saw the same thing sort of in this. Um, it was like it, this intense, meaningful dialogue and interactions, a sense of suspense, even though you didn't know that much about the story or the story was kind of simple. It was kind of melodrama. Um, these poor... The, these sort of hustlers that live in the alley and they're, they're, you know, these issues of territory, who's going to, you know, these corrupt cops that that kind of exploit the business owners in the alley and the prostitutes that live in the alley and all these dramas between them. And Helen Lawrence, this older, old, sexy older woman, uh, kind of mysterious character, and she's sort of on the run from something. And it's just, it was really exciting. Um, and just, People were so excited. And like Adam was talking about Miss Julie, people just kind of standing ovation. It was like there was so much buzz. I went on the opening night. 
it was like packed and as soon as it ended and it sort of had this surprise ending and as soon as it ended people just burst out of their seats into this incredible spontaneous applause um so it's really worth seeing and i don't think you'll ever see it again like this fresh and new and there was definitely some scene changes and stuff i thought oh they're just they're struggling with this a bit but they'll work those things out the acting was just incredible in particular alan lewis who plays buddy black um was stunning as he plays like this a business owner that's kind of he's kind of a hustler but struggling against being exploited by the dirty cops played by Hrothgar Matthews and Tom Macbeth in particular was incredible as a sort of mean drunken cop so it's definitely worth seeing and Lisa Couthard who's a film professor here she sort of talks about um the use of Douglas's like class, he 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 works a lot on issues of race, and there's qu- quite a few key African American characters in the play. Douglas himself is African American, but but more than race, she talks about his work being about class, and definitely there's major class divisions and in this play that that kind of come out on top of the just just kind of a fun, cool storyline about you know murder and running away and dangerous pasts and so on. So that's really exciting. Um, so we're kind of running out of time. The Versus Festival is starting in just a couple of days. Um, and there's like so many shows. I can't even tell you about it. CITR sponsoring the Versus Festival. And there's many, many shows, 27 shows. Um, and it's $60 for a festival pass. <clears throat> There's like many incredible poets, uh, slam kind of poets, beat poets, storytellers, some musical entertainment and so on. So um, we've got two live guests coming in next week from the Versus Festival. So yeah, I'm going to have them on next week. You can check out at www.versusfestival.ca. Um, and we talked about horror and David Cronenberg, and I actually kind of read up on the uh, Jonestown Massacre uh, over the week, and so it made me think of this band, the Brian Jonestown Massacre, and I'm going to leave you with a song. We've got uh, people coming into the studio right now, so I'm going to clear out of here. This is the Brian Jonestown Massacre. Straight up and down, I'm Sarah Lapsley for the Arts Report. Thank you, Bowen, our high school intern, for coming in. Thank you very much for having me. Okay, I'll talk to you soon. You're listening to CITR 101.9 FM. (laughs) 